The Hamlet Podcast, episode 95. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Hanrity. After the strictly rhyming verse of The Murder of Gonzago and then the songs and snatches Hamlet quoted while he spoke with Horatio, we have now moved very much back into prose. At the end of our previous episode, Hamlet was calling for musicians and recorders, but instead it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern who enter. For perhaps the first line in the play, it's Guildenstern who gets to do most of the talking here. That is, when he can get a word past Hamlet, who is more determined than ever to run rings around his suspicious so-called friends. Speaking very cautiously, Guildenstern begins. Good my lord, vouchsafe me a word with you. This excessive politeness shows that he's got no idea how Hamlet might respond, and we can assume that he comes from a very angry King Claudius. To vouchsafe is to give or grant something in a very grand, even condescending manner. All he's asking is if he can perhaps have a word. Hamlet replies, exaggerating, Sir, a whole history. Not just a word, he's saying, a whole history, an entire narrative. Guildenstern ignores this and gets to his point, or tries to. The king, sir. But before he can get any further, Hamlet interrupts. Aye, sir, what of him? There's a great many ways that Hamlet might play this. Mock concern for his angry father-in-law, smugness at having scored such a bullseye, and so on. Guildenstern soldiers on, continuing his sentence. Is in his retirement marvellous distempered. Retirement here is talking about Claudius having withdrawn from the public chamber where the performance was happening, to a more private part of the palace. He has retired for the evening. Shakespeare frequently uses marvellous instead of something like marvellously. We had it already earlier in the play. Distempered here means angry. Claudius is marvellously angry. But Hamlet plays dumb, imagining that Guildenstern might perhaps be using the words other meaning. With drink, sir? Again, Hamlet is winding him up. And Guildenstern continues. No, my lord, rather with collar. Collar was one of the four medieval humours, which were liquids thought to control the personality. In particular, it corresponded to yellow bile and was believed to cause excessive anger in a person. So Claudius is distempered because he is so angry. And again, Hamlet has a cheeky comeback. Your wisdom should show itself more richer to signify this to his doctor, for for me to put him to his purgation would perhaps plunge him into far more collar. Hamlet is saying that really, Guildenstern would be better off telling Claudius's doctor that he's suffering from too much collar, for if it is Hamlet that has to purge him of it, he'll probably get even angrier still. Purgation, which is what happens to a soul in purgatory, will appear again later in the play. It's another wisecrack answer from Hamlet. Tell his doctor, I've got nothing to contribute that won't make him worse and Guildenstern finally starts to crack. Good, my lord, put your discourse into some frame and start not so wildly from my affair. Again, he is maintaining very deferential language, trying to maintain his composure, since Hamlet, however mad or bad his behaviour, is still the prince. Good, my lord, is only appropriate as a means of address, even now. He asks Hamlet to put his discourse into some frame, to focus, to stay within the line, and not start so wildly, or bounce around out of the business at hand. 
He's inferring that Hamlet's mind, or at least his attention, is like a wild animal. Hamlet picks up the image immediately and responds, I am tame, sir. Pronounce. Hamlet is continuing to mock Guildenstern. He's being obsequious and almost silly, implying that whatever Guildenstern might have to say is terribly important, when really he's laughing at him. Valiantly, Guildenstern stays on message. The Queen, your mother, in most great affliction of spirit, hath sent me to you. So it's actually Gertrude who has sent for Hamlet, and in most great affliction of spirit. Evidently, she's very upset after the allegations performed on stage just now. So she sent Rosencrantz and Guildenstern back to her too-much-changed son. And he continues, insisting to both of them that, You are welcome. Guildenstern is getting really rather annoyed at all of this mock politeness, and he says so. Nay, good my lord, this courtesy is not of the right breed. If it shall please you to make me a wholesome answer, I will do your mother's commandment. If not, your pardon, and my return shall be the end of my business. He doesn't say anything rude, but he does draw a line in the sand. Hamlet's fake courtesy is not of the right breed. It's not appropriate, and indeed, it's not even becoming of his own breeding. Guildenstern is saying, basically, that if Hamlet is prepared to answer him properly, a wholesome answer, he will continue with what he's been sent to discuss, which is Hamlet's mother's commandment. And if not, he will beg Hamlet's pardon and return to her, which will be the end of his business. In other words, quit acting the maggot, or I won't speak to you any more. Of course, we are nowhere near the end of his business, and Hamlet is far from done messing with these two poor unfortunate messengers. For more on the humours in medieval medicine, be sure to check out the show notes on the website, thehamletpodcast.com, and do please follow us on Twitter or Instagram for some exciting updates coming up as we celebrate the show's second birthday this week and approach our 100th episode. Thank you, as always, for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.